the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I hope you had a great Mother's Day today as, um, you know, it's a difficult time for me uh, in terms of Mother's Day. Uh, this, is the first mo- this is the first year uh, that I'm without my mom uh, who passed away back in October and, you know, having to deal with my birthday and Mother's Day and my mom's birthday would have been the end of this month. She would have turned 83. And um, I will say the last few weeks uh, from an emotional standpoint have been very difficult for me. And I could go through the whole spiel about how to follow me and all this other nonsense. We do have a great show for you. There is a lot to get into from a local standpoint in terms of breweries all across the country, but uh, but centrally here in the tri-state area. So uh, coming up in 20 minutes, Scott Wells from Bolero Snort are, is going to join me. We're going to chat about the news that uh, I will reveal to you in just a moment, along with lots of other beer-related things in the great state of New Jersey. That's going to happen in about 20 minutes from now. And I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that today, Mother's Day, uh, a very emotional day for me. Uh, went to visit my mom at the cemetery and uh, spent some time talking with her. And uh, I'm not ashamed to admit it. The tears were flowing very freely. And um, I miss my mom. She was a uh, good woman, tough, um, worked her rear end off to uh, provide for my sister and I uh, for a very long time. And uh, first Mother's Day without her, and it was very, very difficult for me. I, I will not. I will not lie about that. But um, look, let's let's move off of that because um, I don't want to start bawling here in the middle of my program. We just started, but let's dive into some of this news. So, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut have decided they're going to open up fully, but there's some restrictions there, and we'll get to those restrictions in just a moment. But New Jersey has launched a shot and a beer program. Any New Jersey resident who gets their first vaccine dose this month will get, uh, it takes their vaccination card to a participating brewery, will get a free beer. Now, some of the breweries taking part in this, Kane, Carton, Bolero Snort, that's why we're having Scott Wells on, um, Bradley Beach Project, Magnify, to name a few of them. But there's a caveat to it, and I'll get to that in just a second. Now, Governor Murphy, uh, during his press conference uh, back on uh, Monday the 3rd, joked it made him wish that he hadn't already gotten his shot last month. Our new shot and a beer program to encourage eligible New Jerseyans ages 21 and over to get vaccinated. So to get vaccinated, so if you're 21 and older, you get vaccinated, you show the vaccine card at one of these breweries, you get yourself uh, a, you know, a free beer, which is very cool. And I'll explain how, not exp- I'll go into a little bit of detail what went, what went down, and then Scott Wells will join us later on to give us more of the lowdown of what happened. And then he explained, Governor Murphy, he said he hopes that um, 
It encourages people 21 and older to get vaccinated, but he also explained what the Shot and Beer program is all about. Any New Jerseyan who gets their first vaccine dose in the month of May and takes their vaccination card to one of the following participating breweries as proof of vaccination will receive a free beer. All right, so you're going to get a free beer, but it's not only the ones that he showed on the list. We've posted it and tweeted it and uh, you know all over the place. So apparently this was done uh, through the Brewers Guild in New Jersey. Uh, they lobbied to get this done. Um, there were some issues, you know, back and forth that they had to settle with the state, but they got it taken care of. So, um, and kudos to the Brewers Guild in New Jersey for working on this and getting this done and the member breweries that took part in it. But this is also inclusive of all breweries in New Jersey. If any brewery in New Jersey wants to give a free beer to somebody who's been vaccinated and they show proof, you can do that. Uh, I think you may have to go through the ABC or through the state to get, you know, specific guidelines and stuff. But if you want to participate, you can. Apparently, there was an email sent around. Some people made the cutoff. Some didn't. Some are claiming that they were never contacted. Um, You know, uh, listen, I don't know the full story. I'll talk to Scott about it. Maybe we'll get some more uh, in-depth information and we'll bring it to you in the coming weeks. But the bottom line is, if you're a brewery in New Jersey, you're listening to this now, and you want to offer a beer to somebody who has just gotten their vaccination shot, you can do that uh, without penalty. So I think this is a good thing. I think this gets shots into people's arms. I think it motivates people that, eh, you know what, I was on the fence. Hey, I'm going to get a free beer out of it. Maybe I'll go and do it. Now, I know Budweiser is doing it. Who wants a Bud, right? You want a uh, local craft beer that tastes good? Maybe you do that. I don't know. Maybe you decide you don't want to do it. That's totally up to you as well. But if we're going to get to that point where 70% of the adult population in New Jersey is vaccinated, more people have to get their shots. It's not going to happen at the current rate that it's going right now. And as to herd immunity, forget about it, folks. We're not going to reach herd immunity. There's just not enough people getting shots in that finite amount of time that they needed it to happen. Anyway, let's move on. The Alamo Draft House, and I'm going to circle back to this in a moment at the end of uh, the little news here, because a little commentary that I have about the opening up and about uh, what's going to happen here. For some places, the Alamo Drafthouse announcing reopening dates for more than a dozen of their theaters nationwide, including in Brooklyn and Yonkers. The theater chain, known for serving moviegoers food and alcoholic beverages, Seatside, says the downtown Brooklyn location uh, has opened as of this past Friday the 7th. The Yonkers location reopens in July and has not specified what date. Uh, Alamo says it's taken this long to open back up because of the costly and time-consuming work to implement COVID protocols. They include the installation of MERV-13 air filtration systems and electrostatic sanitation machines. So that's a good thing. It's a great little theater, great place. Great. The food is excellent. The beer, uh, the tap list is, is fantastic. It's a great place to go see a movie. Kudos to uh, Alamo Drafthouse for getting their places up and running again. Some sad news from Germany. They're pulling the plug on Oktoberfest again this year. Organizers of the world's largest beer festival announced last Monday the 3rd. It's being canceled because of the coronavirus pandemic. Munich Mayor Dieter Reiter says canceling the event for the second straight year is a great pity for millions of fans around the globe. The popular festival uh, had been scheduled from September 18th to October 3rd. It drew more than 6.3 million people to Bavaria in 2019. So you could totally understand why they would be canceling it. COVID is still a problem in Europe. Look at India. Millions of people have it. Um, it's a problem. So they're thinking by, by September they're not going to be ready. And that's a shame. So uh, we have to wait until uh, 2022 for Oktoberfest. And then fans of the Red Hot Chili Peppers getting word of a possible new album. Uh, drummer Chad Smith was on a New York radio station. He let it slip that the band has been back in the studio. He's under a gag order but did reveal the Red Hot Chili Peppers are working on new music. 
says there's a new record in the works, and they're excited for people to hear it. However, he's not sure when it will be released. That's awesome news if you are a fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now, let me uh, before we take a break here, uh, let me uh, talk a little bit about these restrictions that are opening up, but but not really in my in my estimation. So gyms and personal salons and all this other stuff, they're all going to be opening up uh, within two weeks, right? They're saying that restaurants can fully reopen at 100% capacity. You can have people at the bar, but there's a caveat here. If you're a restaurant and you open up to 100%, you still have to maintain six feet of distance. If you're a brewery and you open up at 100%, you still have to maintain six feet of distance at the bar, at tables, unless you're a group. Whether it's six or eight or ten, if you're all in a group, you can sit in one spot. So here's the problem that I have. How do you really open up at 100% if you have to maintain six feet of distance? You can't. Uh, uh, Blake Crawford from the elementary said, we can add three spaces at our bar, but you can't stand at the bar. You can't walk around and talk to people. You have to sit in your seat. So is it worth it for him to open up his bar to three extra people, right? What space, what, what, what money are you gaining from that, right? Is it a 90-minute time limit? Is it two hours? We'll talk to Scott Wells about that and find out. Hey, the, Bolero has a tap room. Are they opening their tap room? Right now they have Bolero Park. They, they've, been, they've opened up the brewery a little bit, uh, the production part of the brewery to have people sitting and whatever. Are they going to open their tap room? Who knows? See, this is the problem. I, I think some of these things sometimes government gets ahead of themselves, and they haven't really planned this. If you're a restaurant, right? How are you a restaurant able to open at 100% and yet I have to keep six feet of distance between patrons if they're not together, right? If you're not friends. You can't knock another wall down and suddenly create more space. The way Paragon Tap and Table has it right now, they have seats, they have tables close to the bar. Are they going to eliminate those seats to have people back at the bar to add what? Four seats at the bar? Maybe, well, their their bar length, maybe you can add six seats, Right. Are you going to do that and sacrifice two extra tables? See, that's the problem here. I think if you're if if you're a place like Paragon Tap and Table, you keep your seats where you're at and leave the bar closed until you can open up 100% completely with no restrictions. You still have to wear your mask when you walk inside there. Then you can take it off and the invisible force field comes into play. I mean, I I, I don't know. I'm I, we're they're telling us trust the science. Trust the science, trust the science, and I'm a big believer in it. But yet, this doesn't seem like this was scientifically decided. I think some people have pushed them in this direction because people are fed up now. We're well over a year. The mask fatigue is enormous. I can't tell you, and I'll I'll talk about this in the next break, my trip down to Atlantic City and Long Beach Island, I can't tell you how many people just disgusted with wearing masks. And I'm a believer in wearing masks. And you could see the fatigue from people. So I'm, you know... It's a little weird, and I wonder what's going to happen. So that's another question I have for Scott when we talk to him, whether or not they're going to open up their tap room because they can increase to 100% capacity, but they have to keep people six feet apart. I get the sense, and again, I don't know this for, you know, in advance, I get the sense Scott, Scott's going to say, no, nah, we're going to keep the outdoor open. It's nice out. We'll wait till the fall, winter, and, and we'll see what happens. Who knows? Now, when we come back after a short break, we'll have some news. Dogfish Head is opening a new place down in Miami uh, with beer and food. Uh, We've got uh, new beers coming from Heavy Seas. We've got a bunch of stuff going on uh, from around the beer world. But it seems like New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, they are open for business again in just a couple of weeks. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, that is Jeff Tate from the live version of Operation Mindcrime from way, way back in the day uh, in 19, I think this was 1989, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Pretty sure it was 1989. But anyway, earlier this week in 1988, Operation Mindcrime was released by Queensryche. To me, one of the greatest concept metal albums of all time and my all-time absolute favorite Queensryche album. I could play that album over and over and over again and not get bored of it. It is amazing. Uh, but ha- listen, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. We're all over the place as well as the Hopped Up Network. Head over there. Uh, usually a few minutes after the show ends live, you'll get the podcast version of the program that you can download and listen to at your leisure. Uh, Rock is one of my favorite bands. I cannot wait to see Jeff Tate come September when he does Empire and Rage for Order in their entirety in Red Bank. It's going to be an awesome show. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Scott Wells from Bolero Snort is going to join me. We're going to chat about uh, this new shot and a beer incentive that the state of New Jersey and the uh, Brewers Guild of New Jersey has put together um, to try and get people to get vaccinated and get a shot. And And that's coming up in 10 minutes with Scott. But I want to get into something because of the fact that we've discussed this before. There are two different brewers associations in New Jersey. There's the Brewers Guild of New Jersey, which Bolero Snort is a part of. And then there's the New Jersey Brewers Association. I'm not sure if, if Bolero is still a part of the NJBA. I think they are, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that one. Um, but anyway, there are two separate organizations. The Brewers Guild of New Jersey uh, led this kind of you know initiative to get the state to do this shot in a beer thing. And we'll get into it with Scott in a few minutes. But the New Jersey Brewers Association, after this information was released back last Monday, a couple days later, they came out with their own uh, press release. And I'm going to read a a little bit of it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. And it's posted on our Craft Beer Cast page if you want to uh, read it in its entirety. Um, they, They basically said, yesterday in an effort to incentivize, yesterday meaning Monday, last Monday, in an effort to incentivize continued COVID vaccinations, the governor's office announced the launch of the Shot and Beer program, allowing people to get a free beer at participating New Jersey breweries. Unfortunately, this program was enacted with input from only a small sector of the New Jersey craft brewing community, which unfortunately led to the majority of the brewers in the state seemingly excluded from participation. These are, there are two trade organizations that represent craft brewing industry in New Jersey. The New Jersey Brewers Association is the larger of the two organizations representing over 60 New Jersey breweries. The Brewers Guild of New Jersey represents about a dozen breweries. The BJNJ never sought input from any other brewery in the state with regard to the program or the rollout. This led to the unfortunate release of information and reporting that only members, though not all members, of the BGNJ were participating breweries. Once the special ruling was issued, it was clear that despite the initial messaging, all New Jersey breweries were invited to participate in the program. They go on to thank the ABC, uh, the governor's office, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then they they talk about how that... um, What they find perplexing is how the rollout by the BJNJ is contrary to the efforts the NJBA made to include all New Jersey breweries and its efforts related to the COVID-19 pandemic relief. Now, I'm going to stop there uh, because if you want to read the whole thing, you can. But here's where I have a problem with the NJBA and the BGNJ, okay? First off, I think both organizations should be working together. And in fact, there should be just one, not two. I understand their differences and I get why they're as upset as they are upset. Fine. 
But here's the problem that I have. The Brewers Guild of New Jersey, they pay for a lobbyist to lobby the state. That's how it works. That's how government works. Unfortunately, that's how it works. It's all about lobbyists. So you, you pay a guy to lobby the state to try and move this forward. And Scott Wells will talk about this from Bolero Snort in a little bit. They pay for it. Now, I don't believe the New Jersey Brewers Association pays for a lobbyist. That's why they're not getting You know how the, the squeaky wheel always gets the, you know, you know that, that, old, that old adage, okay? This is the point here. Um, the Brewers Guild has a guy who works with people in Trenton to get this done. The New Jersey Brewers Association apparently does not. And unfortunately, they got the short end of the stick on this one. And from what I've heard, even the Brewers Guild didn't know this was going to happen until the governor actually made the announcement. So how are they supposed to warn them ahead of time if we're all working in good faith here? Now, look, at the end of the day, I think every brewery should open up and give a beer to somebody if you get your vaccination in the month of May. But some breweries may decide not to do that because financially they can't afford to do it because guess who's paying for the beer? It's not the state. The breweries are. And I can totally understand that. It's your choice. I think it should be an individual choice of each brewery to decide whether or not they're going to give a beer to somebody. But the bottom line is, All of these breweries need to start getting along better. There shouldn't be infighting, especially in a state that has such archaic rules on how they do things. And yet there are people within government in New Jersey that are trying to help the brewers out. And they shoot themselves in the foot all the time, the brewers do, whether it's one or a whole. When things like this happen, this infighting, it's nonsense. You're all working for the same piece of the pie. If you're having fights all over the place over the littlest of things, hey, I I mean, that's ridiculous. How can you get anything done? Listen, kudos to the Brewers Guild in New Jersey for paying for a lobbyist and getting things moving along. Now, if the other breweries would get, and listen, there are some breweries, maybe they decide, you know what, I don't want to pay for a lobbyist. Okay, that's your right. That's what makes this country great, folks. Individuality, freedom of expression, to be able to do what you want or not do what you want about getting a shot or not getting a shot. Freedom of choice. That's what's great about this country. It's what's great about small business. Anybody can make and create and start a small business and become a success. Anyone. I'm sorry, but I have a big problem when there's this infighting. We'll talk to Scott Wells about this a little bit more in just a couple of minutes. But before we get out of here, a couple of other things I wanted to get to. Uh, Dogfish Head is opening up Dogfish Head Miami. Uh, this will be taking place on May 21st. They're going to have a bunch of uh, different beers down there, Star Pucker IPA, Robot Mutiny, Madame Roselle, and Mass Hops, along with other uh, of their regular stuff on draft. They're going to have great food as well. For more information on this, dogfishmiami.com if you want more information there. Heavy Seas is announcing their next release from their 15-barrel brew house, Possum Sauce. It's a double hazy IPA. It'll be available in four packs of 16-ounce cans during a can release on May 21st. And a portion of all Possum Sauce four-pack and draft sales at the brewery will be donated to the Baltimore Animal Rescue and Care Shelter. That is pretty awesome. So kudos to the folks from Heavy Seas for that. And then Trogues uh, is doing uh, a 15-pack variety pack. Uh, It is called Summer Better. It is a variety 15-pack. It's going to have year-round favorites like Perpetual IPA, Hazy Charmer, uh, Hazy Pale Ale, and Sunshine Pilsner, as well as a summer seasonal field study IPA, 
Also included in the pack this year, Raspberry Lime Tart Ale, a brand-new addition to the brewery's Tart and Fruit series. Uh, and let's see, uh, Trogues is also doing a, a, um, a giveaway. They've partnered with two fellow American makers. Uh, the grand prize includes a Canon Pro 65-quart cooler, uh, a Brio stainless steel X-Series 19 smokeless fire pit, and a $500 gift card to stock up on beer and summer necessities. Ten runners-up winners will receive a Canon Pro 45 cooler and a $200 gift card. Now, to enter the contest, all customers have to do, you text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 717-402-8277. That's text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, 717-402-8277, or scan the QR code at any Trogues Summer Better retail display. More details, official contest rules available at trogues.com slash Summer better. That's uh, good news from Trogues. And Indeed Brewing is bringing live music back to the Northeast Minneapolis Tap Room this summer. It's called Off the Dock. It's an outdoor live music series featuring local artists on Tuesdays beginning in June and ending in August. Uh, for more information on that, indeedbrewing.com slash off the dock. Uh, it is uh, the shows go on rain or shine. Doors open at seven thirty. Entertainment starts at eight thirty. The tap room will be closed to the public during those times. It's a COVID safe space, according to Indeed, with seated room only. Guests will be seated in the lot. It's an outdoor patio area. Tables rather than individual tickets are available for purchase. Includes a mix of two tops, four tops, and six tops. Tables within zones. Seated on a first come first serve basis. Again, uh, rain or shine. It is the uh, for the off the the full off the dock lineup. And more information, just go to indeedbrewing.com/slash/off-the-dock. Now, when we come back after a short break, Scott Wells from Bolero Snort will join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer we're continuing here with a little Operation Mind Crime from Queensryche because this past week was the, I don't even know, it was 1988, so it was my senior year of high school, but this album came out that week in 1988. I think it was May the, the 4th or 5th or whatever it was. To me, the greatest conceptual metal album of all time. It's one of my favorites. I could listen to it 5,000 times over and not get bored of it. But anyway... Let me welcome our next guest to the program. He is an old friend of the show, but he's not really that old. And his brewery, along with lots of others in the state of New Jersey, have partnered up to help give folks a push to get their vaccination sh- uh, vaccination shot, easy for me to say. And if you do so in the month of May, your first one, that is, you can get a free beer. It's very cool. Now, for more information about the brewery, it's bolerosnort.com. That's the website for more information. Now, let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, my good friend, Scott Wells. Scott, how are you? Nothing major going on this week, right? <laughs> how are you, Al? And to further your point, I uh, I was five when that album came out. Huh? Oh, you were five? <laughs> oh, my God. See, I am old. I am old. See what I mean? I am old. That's oh, so sad. I'm now, now you've depressed me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you and your hair metal. <laughs> listen, I love my hair metal. What can I say? But listen, shot and a beer. How did this all come together? Whose idea was it? Was it the Brewers Guild of New Jersey? Was it the state? Was it the ABC? Was it some random stranger? What? What's What's the deal? No, it was actually a collection of a, a bunch of different things. Um, you know, it's something I really wanted to do. We have the Bergen County Mega Site right around the corner from us at the. Uh, Metal Metal Orange. Um, 
But New Jersey regulations prohibit breweries from being able to do any sort of discounting at all. We can't do happy hours. We can't do dollar off, you know, on a special day or anything like that. So when we originally wanted to do it, we couldn't because the law says that we couldn't. Um, Connecticut had just rolled out a similar program. Um, and they were having some great success with it, and it's helping kind of boost their vaccination numbers in Connecticut. Right. So through the Brewers Guild of New Jersey, um, we sent some of the information about what they were doing in Connecticut over to the governor's office. And the governor's office was like, wow, this is great. Let's do this. We were like, well, you know, we can't because it's illegal here. Um, so they asked us, you know, if, if we had brewers that would be interested in getting involved. And we, you know, we got a bunch of volunteer brewers from our organization together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, here we are. We went live on Monday. Uh, we were kind of surprised. We, uh, we were waiting for a little more information back before we found out when it went on the press conference on Monday at noon. Um, but, you know, exciting nonetheless. It, it, for us, it's a it's a very important part to do our piece to help get over the hawk here. Um, right. You know, I, I, I'm sure everyone wants this whole pandemic to be over, but breweries and restaurants, we were hit pretty hard Absolutely. throughout this whole thing. So, you know, whatever we could do to put an end to it. Um, and this really gives us an opportunity to see some new customers, too. It's, you know, we're only a couple of days in, and we've already had a bunch of people that, you know, didn't know about us, hadn't been here yet, and just by nature of, oh, this is an awesome program, um, you know, let's go get our shots, and they, they came by already. So That's great. Been, uh, That's great. All right, so let me, so let, me, let me clarify a couple of things here so that people know. So until the governor announced it last Monday, you guys had no idea, no advance warning that this was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, we kind of left it at, um, you know, who would be interested if we made this happen? Okay. Um, so, you know, a bunch of us raised our hands and said, yes, we would be interested. We got the official word. I was actually downstairs. I didn't even have my phone on me. And all of a sudden, uh, my, my smartwatch started going off. Scott Wells has been tagged. Scott Wells has been tagged. And I'm like, oh, God. Upstairs <laughs> to my phone to see what had happened. It's never a good and thing. Lots <laughs> <laughs> of pictures with the, uh, the, the program from the governor's press conference. I guess shame on me because I should be in my office watching the governor's press conference. Right, right. So I should have known, but um, yeah, I digress. And then, so the, they had put out the initial list of, of breweries, Kane is on it, Carton, you guys, uh, Brick Correct. City, a bunch, of, a bunch of others. But to clarify, um, other breweries can take part in this if they wish to, correct? Yeah, it, it, it ends up being a bit of a pain point. There's two different organizations for uh, brewery representation in New right. Jersey, and probably close to half the business they aren't even in either one of them. Um, so when the, the program launched, this was kind of put together by um, the, the Brewers Guild, where I'm a board member on that one. Uh, it was just the list of the volunteer breweries from our organization. Um, so there was a bit of confusion. We actually put together an email, um, which if I can pull it up, I'll give it to you. But we put together an email for other breweries, regardless of their affiliation in any guild, no guild, whatever it might be, um, to shoot us email so we can help be the liaison to the governor's office to get them added to the list. But every brewery in the state is welcome to participate. Um, some breweries you know, had some concerns about the program and you know, they don't want to participate, and that's you know, obviously totally cool. No one has to do anything, but you know, for, for those of us that are doing it, this is a, um, it's an exciting thing, and it's a big thing. And, you know, it's really cool that we have the opportunity to really help drive the numbers right now. 
We're, we're talking with Scott Wells from Bolero Snort, who this week I like to call the pot stirrer because of all the controversy around this shot and a beer approach <laughs> that New Jersey and participating New Jersey breweries are taking part in. For more info on Bolero, just go over to bolerosnort.com. You can actually order beer from them. They do do uh, beer uh, for delivery at home, or you can pick it up directly at the brewery right in Karlstadt, literally three minutes from MetLife Stadium. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Scott, is it fair to say that the Brewers Guild of New Jersey and the New Jersey Brewers Association are not exactly on the same pages when it comes to certain things? Uh, you know what? We, we've, we've been trying to work together, to be honest. Um, I, I think you know, the, the Brewers Guild, we have a, um, a very clear path. We're, we're, we're very kind of laser-focused on government affairs, which is why something like this is completely in our wheelhouse. Um, the other association, I, I, I've been a member of that association also for years, and they do a lot of other things in addition to government affairs. But you know, for my kind and my interest, the government affairs, everything that has to do with the special rules that oversee how breweries can operate, like those are the things that I'm, you know, most interested in working on personally. Right. So that's really the um, the area that we deal in. Um, you know, we we had been sitting down at a Zoom meeting where we started to talk about what our priorities are, so we try to see where we can work together. Um, I, I think for the most part, there are a lot of breweries in New Jersey that really kind of want to see one body that, you know, kind of manages everything for everyone. Right. I personally would agree with that. Um, but with com- uh, conflicting interests and competing priorities, and of course, some egos and, mm-hmm. you know, other uh, sentiments that get in the way, that's not the reality right now. Right. And, um, and I said this in a previous segment, in the, in the segment before you, you came on here. I said, you know, the Brewers Guild of New Jersey pays for lobbyists to help the breweries in the guild navigate Trenton. And to my knowledge, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, I don't believe the New Jersey Brewers Association has a lobbyist uh, on the payroll or on staff. So the guild has every right to try and put together a deal that helps folks within the state and not include the NJBA because they're paying for the lobbyists to assist them. You you guys in the uh, Brewers Guild of New Jersey pay for a person to represent you within state affairs. Fair, uh, yeah, know, I mean, that, that's, that's a pretty good summation of everything. And the, the other association, they, they had a lobbyist. Uh, last year was tough times for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think they, they still have their lobbyist on staff right now or their lawyer. Um, okay. But, yeah, it's very hard to engage in trade if you don't have that person in place. Like, right. you know, I, I've been fortunate enough that we've been doing a lot in the, the politics and you just wading the waters throughout all of COVID. And I've had personal conversations with a lot of our state senators and assembly people just about, um, you know, for instance, the bill that we got pushed through that allows us to operate our outdoor beer gardens for an extended period of time. We got that pushed into November of 2022. Um, those are things that we are able to do and have those conversations because of our lobbyists. Right. Um, so it's very important. And, you know, we're working on a lot of other really good things right now. And, you know, me personally, I'm looking out as best as I can for the entire industry. I know the pain points that breweries have all over the place with, you know, caps and events that they could do in the taste of room and things like that. And I, I, I'm on these phone calls with some of the politicians. I'm like, I hope you understand that, you know, our breweries need some of these bills. They need some of these promotions. They need some of these things because they need to survive. But we also need some of these things to go through, like that November 22 bill, right. because we all need to know that we have restaurants that survive this right. for us to sell beer to in 2022. 100%. 100%. Hundred percent. And State Senator Vin Gopal, I know, is a is a big proponent of the breweries. He, you know, he's 
He's done what he can to try and help, and I know there are other people within state government that wants to help you guys out. We're talking with Scott Wells from Bolero Snort, who this week, I'm, uh, let's just say I called him the potster in the last uh, reset. This one I'm going to call him uh, Honorary Canadian Citizen because he was on uh, the Canadian Good Morning America uh, earlier this week. You can see the link on our Facebook page. Uh, for more information on Bolero, you'd go to bolerosnort.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And Before I, I have to wrap up the interview, Scott, let, let's talk about that, about the lawmakers that are trying to keep some of the things that you guys are doing on a permanent basis. So the outdoor stuff is going to be extended for another year. Uh, you guys have done uh, curbside and you're doing uh, home delivery. You guys want to see that stuff kept permanent, correct? Yeah, and Vingo Pal has been a, a big champion of the, the industry as a whole and really um, you know, reformed for, for all different you know, factors in our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been working with a bunch of different politicians recently on you know, getting home delivery, which is critical right now to so many of our breweries. You know, even when the pandemic hopefully eventually goes away, maybe home delivery isn't as important. But we've got breweries out there that have spent money on staff and vehicles to keep these things going. And the, the public doesn't want them to go away. Right. Um, so we've been working with a bunch of these guys on getting home delivery codified into law for the future. But along with that, you know, we personally support um, bars and restaurants being able to continue their delivery of cocktails. Um, you know, we're not just asking for things for us, we're asking for things for the entire industry, really, to help progress the entire state. Yeah, um, because if, so if you guys if you guys make money, they make money as well. I mean, this is a thing where it goes hand in hand here. I mean, it just, it, it doesn't make sense now at this point with stuff that has been shut down for well over a year. And, you know, you guys have you know been able to open up, et cetera, et cetera. But to really get it back to full, you guys are going to need all of these mechanisms in place to help all of you, not just, you know, breweries, but bars, restaurants, all of those things. It's Listen, Scott, I have to tell you, this is a great thing that you guys put together with the Brewers Guild uh, uh, of New Jersey, and it's great that the state jumped on it. Of course, we all know that the state is not going to be picking up the tab for all the free beers, so I want to personally <laughs> say... Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> No, but I want to personally say, for those people that are coming to your facility or to other places, thank you for doing this. I think this is a great incentive. If you decide that you want to go and get your shot, if you get your first shot in the month of May, you can go and get yourself a free beer, uh, whether it's at Bolero Snort or any of the participating breweries that are taking part in it. Scott... I love you, my friend. I have got to see you soon. I'm going to see you, I guess, in probably about a week or so uh, at Allison's event uh, over at the B3 Showdown. So that's going to be great, and we'll catch up there, my friend. Thanks for joining me tonight. So very much appreciate it. Al, thank you, and thank you for spreading the word. Let's let's get this pandemic over with. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Well, they blew up a chicken man in Philly last night. Now they blew up his house, too. Down on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state. And the DA can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble out on the promenade. And the gambling commission's hanging on by the skin of its teeth. Everything dies, baby, that's a fact Maybe everything that dies someday comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair pretty And meet me tonight in Atlantic City 
Uh, it took a while to get there for Bruce to sing Atlantic City. Welcome back to the final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, and the reason why I'm playing that song is because I was down in Atlantic City last week, actually Long Beach Island and then over to Atlantic City, and uh, want to talk about a number of the beers that I had down that way in South Jersey. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, and of course all the other great places in the Hopped Up Network as well. Check us out on the Hopped Up Network uh, usually a few minutes after the show airs on the radio, the podcast version is up, and you definitely want to check that out. Now, there are a lot of beers to get to, so I want to dive right into it right now. Uh, I was down in Long Beach Island, as I said, last weekend, a little vacation for my birthday. My wife kind of planned the trip for me. Uh, wasn't really able to do anything when I turned 50 last year, so we did this for this year. And it was great. It was very quiet. It was relaxing. Uh, really enjoyed it a lot. And so... I started off, the hotel that we stayed in actually had a liquor store. So we went over to the liquor store, and they said, large craft beer collection. I don't know about large, but they did have a couple of nice uh, different selections. And one of them that I ended up buying was Boat Ramp Champ from Cape May Brewing. This was a a collaboration they did in cahoots with the qualified captain. And I definitely wanted to check this out because it was a Hellas lager, and I love a good Hellas lager. And this is well done. Perfect for sitting by the water or mowing the lawn for sure. Uh, nice, easy drinking beer uh, to get the night started. And then headed over to Ship Bottom Brewery. We had dinner over at Daddio's. Uh, had a couple of uh, cojitos there. It was kind of a coconut rum version mojito, uh, which was very good. And the dinner was excellent at Daddio's. And then we went over to Ship Bottom Brewery. Now, that night, that particular night happened to be very windy. Uh, so we got some. We got these great pictures of, su- of the sun setting on the bay side uh, of Long Beach Island. But unfortunately... It was so windy, we were getting sandblasted. We couldn't really stay out there that long. So we were driving back from the other end of, of Long Beach Island, and I said, you know what? We're going to be in Bay Village. Let's stop at Ship Bottom now as opposed to doing it on Sunday like we originally planned. Well, we stopped in. Uh, I had the off-season sour there. They were getting ready to close, so I wanted to just have one before we headed back to the hotel room. Uh, a delicious, refreshing, and nice amount of sour from the off-season sour. My wife had the Goza, which is actually the collab beer they're doing for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, both of us weren't crazy about it. It was okay. It wasn't great. Um, drinkable? Eh, I think that's under the determination. Uh, goes as, sometimes they missed the mark for me. I, I wasn't really getting the saltiness of the Goza. It was just kind of it was off-putting. Let's put it that way. Now, on Saturday, one of the reasons why we went down there is I wanted to take a ride down to Atlantic City uh, to the new brewery that has just opened a few months ago called The Seed, a living beer project. And boy, let me tell you something, I was not disappointed. This place is awesome. Every beer was spot on. Loved it. Bought some beer to take home. Uh, just a really, really cool place about two blocks from the Hard Rock Cafe. Excellent place. And you'd have no idea that it was in Atlantic City. They had like an axe-throwing place next door. You had a distillery around the corner, a nondescript building. Really, really cool spot. So first up, I had These Are For You, uh, which was a, a very hop-forward and flowery beer. Nice bitterness to it. Uh, well done. Then I had the Poetry in Motion, a beautifully executed Saison. Grassy, pearl, uh, uh, pearl. Actually, I meant to write pear there. Uh, apple, uh, fantastic. You can follow me on Untapped at Gatulo. Uh, and I guess I must have put an L in there because I can I can barely see now with my phone. I had to increase the font, which is not good. Uh, it also means that I'm getting old. Anyway, um, and then I had a first root, 
Super crushable, soft, full of flavor. Very nice IPA. It was a collaboration. In fact, I think I took that. I think I bought um, a four pack of that uh, to take home, or maybe it was Cascade. No, 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 it was not. Because the next one I had was the West Coast version IPA, Cascades. That was a collaboration with Casa Agria. Um, ales. Hoppy, bitter, not too much on the bittering side, but a very West Coast type of feel from this. And all of these were tasters uh, that I had. Didn't have a full pour of anything because I, I really wanted to enjoy uh, what they had. But I did take a couple of beers home uh, for consumption. Then we went over to the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Great little place right down uh, the street, uh, about halfway up the street on Tennessee Avenue before the boardwalk. Um, I had uh, Cane Brewing Company's uh, Weekend in Bavaria. Dark, tasty, perfect for a beautiful afternoon. Had a nice time there. Food was great. Great little place to go to. We sat outside. Uh, just an awesome little venue, the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Definitely check it out if you're in Atlantic City. Uh, fantastic tap selection. The tap selection is enormous. Uh, and there is definitely something uh, for everybody's tastes uh, at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. So definitely a great place to check out. Um, on our way back on Sunday, we decided to head up. Uh, we were going to try another couple of breweries, and then I said, you know what, let's just hit Icarus, because I know my wife likes the beers at Icarus. That's part of the reason why I went. So uh, any other part of it was hopefully run into Jason, and I did. And so um, I had uh, the uh, a full pour of the four years in flying. Uh, this is just fantastic, just a great beer. I reviewed it a couple of weeks ago, but when you get it fresh off the tap from the brewery, it's even better. Uh, love everything about this. Just a really nice uh, Berlin Iron Vice that uh, just goes down so super smooth. Then I had a, a taster of the Prepare for the Boom. Now, this is the collab that Icarus did with Killsborough. Two great breweries. One's on Staten Island. One is down in Lakewood. Uh, super subtle for a 10%. Super smooth. Very subtle. Was very pleasantly surprised at how quickly this drank uh, as a 10%er. And I'm glad that I only got a taster of it because I definitely, had I had a full glass of this, there's no way I would have been driving anytime soon. So that was good. Then I had the Cobra Clutch, with the, which they had just come out with. In fact, they had a Cobra Clutch glass, uh, but that had already been sold out. Uh, perfect New England-style IPA. That's how I equate this one. Just a perfectly done uh, New England IPA. Well done, Jason. You did a great job. And then what he gives me, he gives me this full taste of this Mexican stout that he was making for Cinco de Mayo. He brings out this glass, puts it in front of us. Now, I had two sips of it. It was fantastic. My wife ended up drinking most of it. Good thing because she wasn't driving. But let me tell you something. This is a beer I'm going to review in a couple of weeks because I did buy a bottle. It was released on Wednesday. I bought a bottle. I'm going to make that trip to Icarus. On uh, you know, I made the trip to Icarus, picked up, uh, picked up the bottle. I uh, cannot wait to crack this open with my wife and drink it. Chocolate, heat, but not oppressive. The second time that somebody has really done a heat stout where I love the heat in it. The chili pepper is there, and then it backs off. Wet Ticket did the same thing with their Sincho Pep. Same same concept. Give you the hit of the pepper and then back away. And that was perfect. And then as you drink it, yeah. Does it build a little bit? Yes, it does if you keep drinking it. But it's the right amount of heat. It's not oppressive. You're not thinking to yourself, oh, my God, i got to try and finish this. Excellent beer. Jason, thank you for the taste. And I was definitely purchasing it, so I was glad that you had it up for sale on the site and got down there. They do do delivery as well, so you want to check them out. Uh, just check out Icarus's Facebook page. You can uh, get more information uh, from there. Then made a stop at Last Wave, uh, which I ran into Peter Kulos. Uh, and Peter, I'm going to see in a couple of weeks at Allison's uh, event, the B3 uh, Showdown. And uh, we'll have to get him back on the show. Had a second helpings there. Very nice puckery sour. Loved it. Wish I could have spent more time there, but we really needed to get back. 
That was an excellent beer, and looking forward to trying some more of Last Wave's um, uh, offerings uh, very soon. My wife had this smoked porter that they had there, which I was surprised that she picked that, but it was actually very good. Um, and again, smoked beers are very tricky, uh, but it was tasty. It, it was it was tasty. Was it the best smoked beer that I ever had? No, I, I would think the switchback uh, ales that were sent to me uh, a while ago uh, were much were much better from a smoky standpoint, where you could drink them. Maybe you could put them in a recipe or something. Excellent uh, smoked beer. But last wave, great little spot, and they're doing some nice things in Point Pleasant. Would be great if they were open a little bit later, but you know, unfortunately, the town. Uh, put some restrictions on them because they didn't want to compete with the nightlife down at Point Pleasant. And they're way off the boardwalk. It's ridiculous. But anyway, uh, finally got a chance to have a glass of uh, a can of the Abstract Revolution by Source. Nice, slightly bitter hop, hazy, really good. That's an excellent beer. And then I had to go pick up beers that I ordered at Source. So Monday they're open from 4 to 8. Took a ride down. Had the, and by the way, portions of the program brought to you by Source. Get your beer directly from the Source, Route 34, Colts Neck, New Jersey. You will not be disappointed. So they're open on Mondays at 4 o'clock. And I went down there, and I picked up uh, my beers. But then I got myself a glass of the Farmhouse Abbey because I have a bottle of it, and I haven't had a chance to crack it yet. Man, let me tell you something. Loaded with flavor, easy to drink, delicious. I have got to get a few friends to uh, crack open this bottle to enjoy it because it is absolutely worth sharing with a group of people. But, folks, we're out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Scott Wells from Bolero Snort. Hey, Jersey's opening back up again. Good thing, bad thing, you decide. These businesses need your need your business. Go and support them. Tip heavy. It's appreciated. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Uh, back live on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Arthur Idala will be joining me. Uh, he'll be guest hosting the program because Joe will be off. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.